Good afternoon, greater Philadelphia area. This is Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB 860 AM. I'm Tom Tool. She's Stacey Mitchell. She's Sarah Timon. And we've got Gabe behind the camera. And we all work with the Tom Tool Sales Group at Remax Mainline, the number one Remax team in Pennsylvania since 2018. And we're streaming live on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. Just look up Tom Tool Sales Group. So little hesitation in the market right now, ladies. Is that kind of what we're, we're feeling here? I mean, that seems to be the prevalent message that I've been getting from consumers, from agents, and obviously from our friends, the journalists, and the people on the news. What are you hearing out there? Out in my world, um, I, I hear people relaying that information to me, like, you know, oh, gosh, you know, I hear that, you know, the housing market's going to crash. If I buy now, is it going to mm-hmm. affect the value of my home? They're really, really nervous. What we're actually seeing, though, in the market is something still different here in Chester County. Um, I'm still it's we're still in that fast paced, the good homes going under contract in the weekend, multiple offers, well over asking, waiving inspections, you know, waiving the appraisal. Uh, So I understand, you know, the rest of the, uh, there's a lot of areas that are, are slowing down. They are, you know, changing, shifting the market. But what I'm personally experiencing with my clients um, is still quite what we've been going through in the past year and a half, two years. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would agree with that. I think that, um, you know, there are still these homes that, that go up that are in, you know, a great area that are priced well, that get a lot of attention. And if you were to make the mistake of thinking, oh, I've got a couple of days that I can think about this now because of what I'm hearing out there, or I can, you know, let's go in under or at ask, you know, you'd be making a mistake. Um, there are There are certainly some properties that are sitting longer. And as we've you know, always said, even prior to this, um, a little bit of a, a change that we've been seeing, that's where, you know, homes that have been sitting longer is where you're going to be able to get a little bit more of negotiating power. Um, but homes are, you know, they're still moving quick and they're still getting very competitive offers. So you bring up a great point because it, it doesn't seem like the buyers are the ones that are kind of freaking out right now or getting a little nervous. It's really the sellers that have a yeah. concern of, of a cooling market, and that's exactly where I wanted to go. Yep. Uh, and, and Inman News had a great article by Rachel Height that came out today uh, that talked about sellers are starting to feel the stress about a shifting market, and a lot of sellers, they're really concerned. And when I hear concerns or stress, it usually leads to paralysis because they're afraid and they don't want to do anything and they just want to lock the door to their house and never let anyone come in ever again and they're <laughs> going to die there, right? So that's kind of very extreme example. Um, so w- what I know is that it's important to get the actual word out. Stacy, you hit on it perfectly. Here's what's actually happening in the market because so many people hear so many different things. I mean, for example... Ivy Zellman, well-known housing economist, was on CNBC yesterday, and she talked about how there's an inevitable cut in housing, but it's around new construction, which is totally different because supply costs are up, labor costs are up. New construction's gotten hit hit harder with inflation than any other segment of the market because there's a material goods there, and there's, there's labor costs. I mean, it's more expensive hiring people right now. So when you hear that, a lot of people think, oh, automatically prices are coming down, the market's going to crash, and that's not really the case. So how are you going about 
easing seller concerns right now? Because I'm, I'm clear there's a couple things that, and, and Stacey, you might want to lead off here because you talked about actually showing them like the most up-to-date market data. And you mentioned Chester County in particular, or we work a four or five county area. So h- how are you going about that with potential sellers right now or people just thinking about selling? Because according to a lot of folks, the, the world's ending and the market's going to crash and the bubble's going to burst and it's it's going to be a disaster. Right, right. So I just have to calm them down by bringing them uh, the real information about the local market. So I I just prep them with letting them know, um, you know, I I pull comps, what has sold recently, what has closed recently in their area, and their competition. Some folks realize there's not that much competition, so they still have a really good shot of getting, you know, their expectations met as far as purchase price and, and, you know, possible contingencies being waived. That being said, I have to also prep the sellers so that they have a really good understanding about their real market value of their home. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we it has to be positioned properly in the market so it's not just sitting there. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you want it in the market, not on the market. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and sometimes having that conversation, that hard conversation up front, telling them what they actually need to hear and not what they want to hear, um, that's going to set them up for success. Um, and once they have that information where, you know, looking at the comps, find out where their heads are as far as what they want to list the house at, mm-hmm. what their expectations are about how much work they want to do to prep the home before it's listed. And then you can come up with your purchase price, with your list price. Mm-hmm. And then anything over that, it's it's going to be, you know, tremendous. They're going to yep. love it. Um but the worst thing is, is to have to do a price adjustment um, because then it, it really just sets them up for, you know, their expectations not being met. Yeah, I mean, I would I would definitely agree with that. Um, you know, going out um, of the gate with a good number and then it just it sets you up for success versus, you know, I think that a lot of people think in a lot of conversations that I've had, they're like, oh, well, let's just price it higher. And then if somebody gives us a low ball offer, we're still winning. And it's like, no, we're this. That's not the way to position yourself to really get the most attractive offers. Um, so, yeah, properly, properly pricing, definitely important. And I think also when you do when you run the comps and when you when you run everything, looking and seeing how many days on market something was up before and then maybe comparing to a couple different times because I think what we can expect to see even with a properly positioned home depending on the area that you're in it may it might take a couple more days now that's I know that kind of contradicts what I was just saying earlier about like don't hesitate to write an offer but you don't know what everyone else is doing so I think when you're on the buy side you still need to go in aggressive Mm -hmm. on the sell side awesome if you get the right offer your first weekend up but if you don't it doesn't mean that everything's you know over it's, right. That's normal. Like most yeah. things usually don't go in in a couple of days. So I think just filling them in. Well, and, and it, it's really important to say oh, maybe you're right that it is taking longer for homes to sell or there are more adjustments happening and kind of acknowledging it. And then also showing well, the, the days on market went from 19 to 24. It's not like it's, you know, that, that, that's what's happening on a, on a wide view in Chester, Delaware, Montgomery County. In Philadelphia, it's more like 55 instead of 45 days over the past, you know, through, through the end of June. So what ends up happening in a lot of cases is it's, it's more just acknowledging, yeah, yeah, you're right. Here's mm-hmm. what's actually happening. We're talking about an extra five days on the market. 
and homes are still selling for X. And and that's it's really all about those local trends because there is a different market between Philadelphia and between the suburban counties. And if you're not acknowledging that, then you're not doing your job. So th- that's one way. Um, and I, I think you mentioned about making adjustments on prices. I also find it's important, and I, I've shared this with a lot of folks, that, hey, you're not the only one that's having to make an adjustment right now and just showing them what other competing listings are doing and what's a reasonable amount of time before you adjust the price on a property. In my view, it probably you're looking at two weeks right now. I think that that's probably on, on the, you know, once you get to like 10, 7, 10 days, you kind of have to feel it out a little bit. Two weekends is a good barometer to use. And show people, hey, the average time on market's X. If we're on longer than that, we're on the wrong side of this. And the longer we're on the market, the less likely we are to get the price that you want. Um, besides those things, how, how else are we calming down sellers right now? Because I, 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 there are signs of a tipping point. We have seen inventory bump up about 20% nationally. It's still very low. So w- what else are you telling to, telling sellers right now to kind of keep them calm? Because it's still a really great time to sell a home. And that's what a lot of folks are missing out on. They just see... We went from 150 miles an hour down the road to like 110, and it feels a lot slower, but it's not necessarily a bad market. And that's what a lot – they're thinking of yesterday, not the past 10 years. Yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, just honestly, it all comes down to local market data just so that that they're aware of, of what's going on um, so that they can have the expectation um, – of what they need to do and then having those conversations early with them, maybe letting them know if you, let's say you went out at a certain price because they want like, that's the price they wanted to go out at. And maybe you would have advised something differently, kind of telling them from the get go, like if at this many days in we, you know, X doesn't happen or, or whatnot, then um, we need to be ready to go ahead and, and do an adjustment. And I think also prepping them for all situations. Ask them, what are they going to do if their house sells in the first weekend? What are mm-hmm. they? What would you do if we didn't? If your house isn't under contract in a week or two, mm-hmm. and what would you do if your house doesn't sell at all? Right. You know, get those questions answered up front. You know, get them out there thinking about those things. Get them back to their motivation too. Why are they doing this? Why are they selling? What is it? Do they have to sell for a job relocation? That's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Do you know? Are, do they want to upsize, downsize? What's really going on? And keep that goal in mm-hmm. in the forefront of their minds because that's going to really help them through the process. Right. Remembering what they're doing it all for because it does suck selling. It really just sucks moving and having to pack up, prepping the house. So if you can just keep them in it you know, and keep their minds, their eyes on the prize, so to right. speak, um, then they'll stay focused. And uh, But I think just really being brutally honest about the market, like what's going on, what could happen, mm-hmm. get their fears addressed and, you know, just provide all that data and all that information and, and just be real, as real as possible. Absolutely. And I feel like by doing that and by having them keep their eye on the prize and, and whatnot, it it keeps it has them make decisions versus mm-hmm. just like staying stagnant, you know, or mm-hmm. being mm-hmm. like, let's just keep it as it is. And ah, mm-hmm. you know, it, it helps them <laughs> move forward. Well, that, right. that, that's a great way to put it. And, you know, if you're not just kind of letting them know what to do and, and, and giving that guidance and saying, hey, here's what's going to happen. Like you said, I mean, it, it, no one likes surprises when, when right. it comes to selling their home. It's hard enough. It's stressful enough. It does suck. There's nothing people like about this. And when there's surprises that come up where you don't do your job, I mean, uh, you know, just explaining, hey, here's what's going to happen. When you can kind of give people certainty on the process, 
They're going to trust you a lot more as an agent. And, and, you know, on the flip side of this, think about you just went through a big renovation, right? Mm -hmm. The more trust that was given to you of like, hey, here's what's going to happen with the renovation, the better you felt, right? Right. Right. You just went through doing some stuff with like estates and all that. Like the more the more uh, advanced notice you have of what's going to happen, mm-hmm. how much easier was that for you? Yeah. And our job's no different. Um, I mean, these are big projects. They're big life changes for people, whether you're renovating a house or, you know, dealing with some some family stuff that goes on. And, and the more people know going in, the better off they're going to be. And that I, that to me is the number one way to ease sellers' concerns. Just tell them what's going to happen and what to expect. Uh now, knowing that's the case, I mean, the other thing we've heard a lot is they're worried about where they're going to go. And that I, I, I would rate that as the number one concern for sellers right now. Any, any objection there? Nope. That's it. So we know that um, so far this year that inventory and supply has risen. If you look at some Keeping Current Matters data, since January, um, we, we saw about a 1.6-month supply nationally, and we're now up to a 2.6-month supply nationally and again, this I, I would all, uh, agree. We talked about micro markets. Like you know, it depends. Chester County has less inventory than Delaware County right now, and has less than Philadelphia. So you have to kind of look at those things for sure. Seeing that inventory is growing, is that helping you ease sellers' concerns, especially the folks you're talking to now in the marketplace? Yeah, I mean, I think that just the fact that there are some more options out there, so that you know they can they can have a place to go. Because um, there certainly was a time earlier where. If you weren't ready to maybe go somewhere temporarily until until the right thing comes along, it could certainly be a little bit scary to to get on board and to to list your home. Now, I mean, I think it's I think the best is always to be open to potentially having to go somewhere in the meantime so that you don't mm-hmm. feel quite as forced or rushed into your your next spot. But certainly now as inventory goes up, the likelihood of being able to go from A to B um, is is increasing. And also explain to them options, because as a seller, you still have a lot of options on how you want to handle the sale of your home. So there's a lot of things that the buyers or that the sellers don't know that you can do a lease back. You know, you can actually put that in the language of your listing that you want to close on the home, but you would like the option to stay in the house for a couple of months until you can find suitable housing. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't believe like the look that I get when I tell Mm -hmm. sellers that they're like oh you can do that yeah like sure everything's negotiable in real estate right Mm -hmm. so you can definitely do that and it does really really help and that really eases their minds um for the sellers that I had to you know that we had to move forward in that in that aspect um they just feel more you know that they don't have to hurry up and get out and buy something right away they can take a little bit more time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, they can actually close on the home, take the proceeds, and put it down towards their next. Yeah. Um, because with a home sale contingency on the buy side, that's very, very difficult. Right. So um, just to help them out in that way, there's there's a lot of options that sellers can, can do as far as how they want to close on their home. Right. And with the market being what it currently is and the sellers do still have that ability to do it, now – would be the time to to move forward with that plan because 100%. if you need to sell to buy, you're always going to have to sell to buy regardless mm-hmm. of what the the market is. So take advantage of the fact that you um, you know could get out with a a great a great offer on your home and have the flexibility to stay there and then get into the next one. 
Well, and again, you're educating people and letting them know what to expect. If someone told me, hey, you could, you sell your home, and I'll say it's a 60-day close, kind of the average, right, 45 to 60, and you can negotiate another 90 afterwards, you basically have five months to go find something. I'd take that risk 100% of the time because right. then you now all of a sudden now you're a much more qualified buyer. Like you said, instead of having a contingency or like some cockamamie financing going on. So yep. that's pretty valuable. Um, and you can do a slow move into your new place. Mm-hmm. Like like two weeks to move instead of one day <laughs> right, and moving the exactly. same day. Yes, and and that goes a long way too, and that eliminates a lot of these these fears. So, you know, we're talking about you know really how to ease sellers' concerns. And if you're thinking about selling right now, these are the things you want to f- ask your agent. And I think this is if they can't answer this, then it's time to find mm. somebody else, right? Yes, right. So, what's the micro market data tell me? What's the local market data tell me? Uh, what should I expect in the process? How's this going to work? How can you make this suck less, as, as Stacy said? Um, timing the market and what's a reasonable amount of time before you make adjustments if it's not selling? And looking at what are the indicators in the marketplace? What does days on market tell you? What does showing activity tell you? All those things. And, you know, the, the last thing we might want to talk about here is just making sure they're, they're actually prepping the home for the market. I think this is a mistake a lot of sellers don't realize is that, if they, you know, don't do that, like cleaning up the landscaping, like weeding the garden, mm-hmm. painting the areas that are high, like high traffic. So I like, think like risers on steps, if they're painted or something like that, they're all scuffed up from shoes, you know, power washing, cleaning the house. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, like and not the normal clean, like when you have friends come over and it's Saturday afternoon, it's <laughs> the deep clean when okay. your in-laws are coming over and you don't want to see them again for another 12 months, like that kind of cleaning. Yes. All those things. I mean, if you just literally walk sellers through that stuff, and this goes in good or bad market. I don't think this is, even though there, there's more concerns now, and just being able to explain the data appropriately. I mean, if the way you both explained it, it makes sense to everybody. But some agents, they, they tend to talk in like this economic and real estate jargon, and it doesn't make any sense to anybody. No one knows what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Anything I, else we should be we should be telling sellers right now? Because, Look, sellers are a little stressed. I mean, they're they're a little concerned about, oh, the, the world's ending, the market's ending. I would tell them don't listen to all, all that noise out there. Right. Just don't do it. You're going to drive yourself crazy. And what is that saying? Believe some of what you hear, wait, half of what you hear, some of what you read, and none of what you see or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. But it, there's that saying, and it's it's that way for a reason. Right. So shut out, block out the noise, focus on the task at hand, what you have to do, what your goals are, why are you selling, um, and then just, you know, go th- implement and go through the stages. Right. Absolutely. I mean, I think that if you just listen to the headlines and don't get the details of what's really going on locally, you really just could be missing a really good opportunity. Yeah. Well, think about some of the headlines we've heard in the past 7 to 14 days. Home buyer cancellations are up. Ivy Zell- Zellman telling us that prices are going to climb and there's a backlog and we're going to see actually price cuts in, in the housing market, but it's really new construction. We're in the early innings of whatever this is going to be in terms of a shift in the market. All these things, they would th- that would scare me if I didn't know what I was talking about. So you got to almost take yourself out of the real estate mindset here and look at what's the consumer thinking because – only 5% of the population is even in a real estate decision-making phase at any, any given time. Otherwise, I mean, think about your life before you got into real estate. Were you thinking about real estate all the time and knowing what's going on in the market? <laughs> no. I mean, it's, it's normal, Ignorance right? is bliss sometimes, right? <laughs> yeah, and, and, I mean, and, and I would say I'm the same way for things non-real estate related. It's a little right. hard for me to turn it on and off given I spent over half my life selling real estate. So that's a whole other story. 
the, the, the point is, though, that this is how consumers think. And when there's so much noise out there, and it's very different than it was even 10, 15 years ago with the way the news is delivered to people, the yep. distractions, the yes. notifications you get on your phone, the way, I mean, the hot take sort of fake news world that we live in, there, there's a lot yeah. that sellers should be wary of because it, you have to give them the right information. And that that's really what being the knowledge broker is all about. But sellers shouldn't be afraid because I'm clear in every market, there's always opportunity to, to sell or to acquire a home and make it up on the back end, depending on what you're looking at and what your financial situation is. All the more reason to talk to a realtor and get some real advice, not just go by what you see on CNN or CNBC or whatever news news channel you're watching. Or Facebook. Facebook, <laughs> Instagram, right? TikTok. Oh. I mean, oh. it's all. But I mean, and people they they take that as news on on, the, on these different channels. Yes, a hundred percent. They do. It's scary. Yeah. So should sellers be concerned as we wrap up this segment here? I think sellers just should definitely reach out to local agents local, um, interview, you know, interview agents and really get down to the nitty gritty, ask questions. How are you going? What's your, what's the marketing plan? You know, what does this home sale look like? Take me through the process before we even get there. Do your due diligence interview and you'll see the difference between agents. Oh, absolutely. Well, what happens a lot of times is most people just go with the first person they, they talk to and, you know, selfishly as an agent, if I kick ass and do a great job walking in the appointment, that's what I want to have happen. Mm -hmm. At the same time, anytime someone's told me, hey, I'm going to be interviewing another agent, I say, smart move. You should absolutely be talking to other people. And that's the kind of advice a good real estate agent and a great real estate agent will give. Because if they're encouraging you to talk to other agents, they're that confident in their ability to get their home sold, to get Mm -hmm. the job done for you, that they're not afraid of what someone else is going to say because they know that ultimately their service, their knowledge, their advice is going to get the consumer where they want to go. And when you take that approach, that's how you win in this business. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. All right, we're going to end it there. So we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about the summertime kind of lull and the basics for agents that they should be, uh, you know, working on during a shifting market. And we've got a plan we're going to roll out that we're working on internally with our team that we're going to share with everyone here to make sure the next seven weeks are impactful. This is Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB 860 AM. Buying a home or already own one? We can help. I am Kevin Hamill from Alliances Insurance Agency. If you haven't reviewed your policies in the last three years, now's the time. New home buyers, there are a number of ways that we can help you get to that settlement table. Call us to find out more at 610-816-0043, extension 3, or visit our website, alliancesinsurance.com. Don't forget the S, it's for savings. Have you considered a career in real estate? Do you want control over your income? Whether you have a license or not, call us today at 610-692-6976 or visit TomTool.com. Join our team, the Tom Tool Sales Group at REMAX Mainline. I'm Tom Tool of the Tom Tool Sales Group at REMAX Mainline. If you're thinking of becoming a real estate agent in the greater Philly area, I have a special offer for you. Our team did $165 million of volume in 2021, making us the number one REMAX team in Pennsylvania and a top 1% team nationally. Our agents love us because we offer them a successful career, a great life, and an unbeatable culture. Agents who've been with us for at least a year average 30-plus sales. Even our brand-new agents average 17 to 24 sales a year. We offer proven systems and expert training. We help you set more appointments and sell more houses. 
Now here's the offer. If you don't have a real estate license yet, we offer real estate scholarships so you can get one for free. Check it out at realestatescholarshipprogram.com or visit the Tom Tool Sales Group at Remax Mainline at tomtool.com. That's tomtoolwithane.com. Get more out of your real estate career and remember the real estate golden rule. You always get more when you work with Tom Tool. For the best local mortgage service and great rates on your money, look no further than Mortgage America. We've been operating in the greater Philadelphia area for 40 years with a focus on smooth, easy access to home purchasing. Whether you're a first-time buyer, upsizing or downsizing, or just refinancing, we have programs for you. We also have closing cost assistance programs and access to subsidized interest rates. Pre-approval is free, no costs or commitments. To learn more, visit our website at mymortgageamerica.com or give us a call at 610-439-8000. We always have a person available to take your call with around-the-clock human service. Purchase your home with the personalized local service you find at Mortgage America. Mortgage America is an equal housing lender, NMLS 128501. Welcome back to Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB, 860 AM. I'm Tom Tool. She's Sarah Time, and she's Stacey Mitchell, and we've got Gabe behind the camera, and we all work with the Tom Tool Sales Group at REMAX Mainline, the number one REMAX team in Pennsylvania since 2018, and we're streaming live every week on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Just look up Tom Tool Sales Group. So the market's shifting. We just talked about how sellers might need to get some more information, kind of ease their concerns a little bit, and, and not, not really overcome the objection, but just give them the right information so they can see what's going on, which to me is the only way to help people in a climate like this. Flipping to the agent side, um, our friend Jimmy Burgess from Berkshire Hathaway uh, Properties down in Florida. I think it's Berkshire Hathaway Beach Properties. I, I, I should have this by now since I know Jimmy quite well. He's, I'm sure he's going to love this. Um, he uh, Berkshire Hathaway Home Services Beach Properties of Florida. He's the CEO he had a very interesting article on Inman about five truths agents should know about shifting markets. And I wanted to talk about that, and then we can probably take a quick break and come back and talk about the summertime shock your business plan, summertime surge plan that I'm clear every agent should be implementing right now because how easy is it to fall into, like, it's hot out. I'm going to go drink a pina colada or a spike seltzer. <laughs> I'm going to go to the beach or I'm going to go whatever. And all of a sudden – it's Labor Day, and your business has not moved at all. I am really concerned for people, especially because the market's gotten a little harder to transact. Mm -hmm. So I want to make sure – I feel like it's my obligation and our obligation to take this to the public because there's a lot of agents out there that want to work and don't know how to do it because they got into the business the past two years and the market's changing. That in mind, let's go through Jimmy's five truths. So I'm just going to throw these out there, and I want to hear what you guys have to say if that works. So – the first one is people want to deny a change is happening. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think it all comes down to giving them the local data. And if, you know, if there is a little bit of a shift here, acknowledging that and showing them uh, what that means. So tell us more. What kind of data, what, what change do they not think is happening? I mean, I, obviously we know that, but let's get it out there to the, to the, to the marketplace. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking what it, it depends on what all articles they're looking at, how well informed they are. But, um, you know, as a seller thinking that you can still get absolutely anything for, for your property and that it's going to go the first weekend. Um, and for buyers thinking that they don't have a shot. <laughs> okay. Well said. So, 
Well, some agents, um, they might still think that, you know, it's, you can, you don't have to do much. You just open the door, you go mm-hmm. in, the buyers write the offer, you know, and they go well over asking, waive everything, and they're under contract. Mm-hmm. So they might not know that <laughs> there's more to it than that <laughs> because they haven't been in, you know, exposed to those types of uh, sure. transactions that actually take a little bit longer and you mm-hmm. need to take them out a little longer and, and nurture these folks. Um, so I think that maybe they'll, they're sitting back saying, no, it, it can't happen because they don't want it to happen. Right. Right. You know, it's more like they want to deny yep. because they don't want it to change. Right. They want the easy pickings. Yeah. You know, but real estate's not easy. Exactly. If it was easy, it wouldn't have an 87% <laughs> failure rate. So I couldn't agree with you more. True. Uh, you know, this, this is a problem. And, and I say this is a problem because some agents, they're just not educated enough. And that is malpractice in my view. If you're telling people everything's fine, you're still going to get all these offers you're just giving bad advice. And that, that affects people's net worth and their finances. I don't care what anyone says. There's people out there that just don't know what they're doing, and it's malpractice. What I also would, would say is this is why people don't believe what realtors have to say, mm-hmm. and realtors get a bad reputation. Because think about it. It's, you're, you're telling them the exact opposite of what's actually happening in the market, and then all of a sudden, they're not going to believe anything you say. And there's right. no trust there. And yeah, a lot of people, they'll, they'll do anything to get a piece of business, and then they completely change their tune when they have the person under contract, and I think that's a real mm-hmm. problem in the industry. So right. I love that Jimmy's addressing this because there is a change happening. Rates have gone up substantially. We're in the, like, high 5 6% range. They've been dancing around for the past seven days. It's taking longer for homes to sell. Price adjustments are happening, and you can get contingencies accepted. These are facts in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. So... If you're going to stick your head in the sand and say everything's fine or do that, I mean, just sign your license over to the state and do all the consumers a favor out there. That would be my advice. So we're in agreement on number one here, right? Yes. All right. Love it. Two, this might be my favorite one. (laughs) Ego is going to kill a lot of businesses. What do you think? Yeah, it it does all the time. I mean, that's probably the number one killer of of pretty much anything, relationships, businesses, you know, it's ego. People have to check their egos. And I think social media has really inflated egos for the most part. Like people have, um, were a little bit more humble before social media. And now it's like ego is like just raging. Um, so I think if people don't understand what ego is and, (laughs) and how to control ego, um, that's that's a problem in every aspect of your life, not just your business. You said something really important there, and I'm going to go a, take a bit of a left turn. You guys might know where I'm going because I've been talking about this. Ego does kill a lot of things. Look at what Elon Musk did with the Twitter purchase. I think that is one of the most bonehead moves. I'm going to buy this $20 above what they're actually trading for. It wasn't quite 20 It was 17 And then I'm going to walk away from the deal, think everything's going to be okay, and now his the people at like SpaceX and Tesla – they are embarrassed. It's taking his focus away from building those companies. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, that's a prime example of, of ego killing a lot of businesses. And, mm-hmm. and what, what I attribute this to, and I, I know I kind of jumped in here, Sarah, is that you see the agents, they do a couple deals, right? And then they're like, you know what? I'm going to stop doing everything that worked, and I'm going to go work this mm-hmm. lead pillar instead because I think I'm going to be better at it. And right. yep. Instead of parallel addition, which to me is the key here, where you got one lead pillar that works, great. Don't stop that. Just add another. And that's where, you know, time management and a lot of things happen. But the people that just go the other way and they don't realize like, hey, everyone says I want more listings, right? 
Yes. The amount of people that put the work in to get more listings is few and far between. So what ends up happening is they spend their time on that and they don't kind of float the two because you got to have money coming in at the same time. So I think mm-hmm. that's a big that's just one example that I've seen. So I could not agree with this more. And we see it happening to people that are, you know, geniuses, I guess. I don't, I don't know what mm-hmm. Elon Musk's IQ is, but obviously wildly successful. So, you know, I, I, I could not agree with this one more. Yeah, no, I, I agree with it as well. And I mean, as you're out there, you know, trying to get listings and, and trying to work with clients, you you need to show them that you're the agent that they should be working with. So you need to, you know, either have some stats or have examples of ways that you've um, successfully gotten transactions to the finish uh, to the finish line. But you can't let that be all that you are. You know, you have to be able to to do the work and and get them get them to the end. Well said. Jimmy, that's my favorite one. And he has said this before on some of his articles on Inman, so I love that he keeps talking about it. Number three, the influence around you will be amplified. So what that means is that times of change tend to, like, amplify the influence of those around you, and that, that's by, like, uncertainty um, creates uncertainty. And it, it depends on, like, the company you keep, the things you're listening to, your self-talk. There, there's, you know, all the, all the things you kind of digest every day just to kind of Break that down. I know a lot of us live in this world, but someone listening maybe what the like what the hell are you talking about, Tom? So what do you think about number three? The influence around you will be amplified. Oh, one hundred percent. I mean, and I think that's that's true for every aspect of your life. You know, what you what you let in and what you choose to be positive about and excited about and not put up um, you know, a bunch of stop signs towards um that's that's how your day is gonna go, how your week's gonna go. Um it really sets the course for how everything plays out. It, that is so true. I mean, for everything. Again, this is for pertaining to life in general. Mm-hmm. If you're constantly negative and everything's like, I can't, I don't, I won't, I won't, then that's what's going to happen. Yeah. It's it, Whatever you're thinking, it's exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. So if you say, well, I really want to go for a run today, but I can't because my ankle hurts, you know, then you won't. You right. won't do it. But if you say, you know, I really want to go for a run today. I'm going to try. Let's get out there and see what happens and yeah. just do it. Yeah. You know, so I think your thoughts and the way that you control your thoughts, um, it just guides you through everything. So I, th- I think that and who you surround yourself with, mm-hmm. that's like vital. So huge. So if you're around a bunch of folks, you know, who don't have much ambition, they're kind of like, you know, floating around, you know, waiting for something to happen. Oh, something went wrong. Now it's over. (laughs) Exactly. Now I'm done. Yeah. Then that's, that's, you are the company that you keep. Oh yeah. And I mean, it is so refreshing too, um, being around people who like a problem comes up and rather than it being like, "Ah," it's like, all right, well, let's fix it. How do we, what do we do next? Like, how do we get back on track? Like no big deal. We'll figure it out. And then you're like, oh, I can do that. We can get mm-hmm. through this. It's not, all, you know what I mean? So it's, it yeah. really builds and, um, you know, positive energy goes a long way. It really does. So I, I, I have a, a, a memory of this because I remember someone told me this when I was very young, like in my 20s, and I just started working and I had this buddy of mine who wasn't working, right? You see, you know how it is out of college. Like some people are serious, some people aren't. And it was like a Tuesday night and he's like, let's go to a party. And I'm like, I got to work tomorrow, man. And <laughs> It was like I got so much crap from this person. I just said, you know what? This is this is not the, like I'm happy to you know go out and have fun like anybody else. Like I'm all for that. Not on a Tuesday in the middle of September. Like it's I mean and and it it was something that I I I never thought I would be that kind of person until the, the situation presents itself and you're trying to build a career or build a business or 
you know, whatever you're trying to do. And it's just totally counterintuitive to that. And, you know, and then all of a sudden that's, that situation happens again and again. And I'm going to sound like some like nerd stick in the mud here. And that's okay because you have to make those decisions and it, it's tough to do. And, you know, people change too. And I think you have to kind of be mindful of that, especially, you know, it's uh Jay-Z said this, you know, we're quoting Jay-Z now on this, but I, I didn't, I didn't work this hard to stay the same is kind of the, right. the idea. And I, I right. think that goes a long way with what we're talking about here. I, I couldn't agree with Jimmy more. So, um, and I love that you guys said that cause we're on the show every week. So at least we must be doing something right. So <laughs> that's, that's good. Um, all right. Number four, in times of change, there is a flight to safety. So in times of uncertainty, buyers and sellers want to know they're working with an agent and company they can trust. When the economy's making people nervous, there's a flight to brands that are viewed as safe. And the value of being associated with a trustworthy brand, both company brand and your personal team agent brand, increases dramatically during times of change. What do you think about this? I, I agree with that. I think that people do want a trusted um, partner in, in their transaction. So if you have, you know, again, we go around to back to surround yourself by the people. So if... Mm-hmm. You know, I feel very confident that with the help of my team, I can get through any transaction. So, and I know that we yeah. have, <laughs> and it's true, but I know that we have a brand, you know, or an organization that's going to be able to support any situation that comes up. So, and I, I think that and, and conveying that to clients is really, really important because they're going to, and they can, you know, we have the, um, um, reviews. Mm-hmm. You know, we have the stats to back us up. Right. So, because we've been through everything, you know, in, in as far as transactions are concerned. So, there's not anything that we can't get through. And I think that is very valuable, And but it has to be conveyed to the clients. Um, but again, they can Google us and see our reviews, um, and I think that builds trust. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. Well, and, and you think about it, too. I mean, especially when you have those repeat and, and past clients that, mm-hmm. that come back to you. And, I mean, you're talking about you got referred to somebody who had kind of a screwy situation in the city somewhere, but they referred you because they trust you. And it right. sounds like it's a complicated situation. They have confidence that Sarah can deliver what needs to happen. Mm-hmm. Same yes. thing goes for Stacy. Or when, when the call comes in like, hey, we used you 10 years ago and it was so great. I wouldn't go anywhere else. You know, that that's a flight to safety. And if you're not building your brand, and I would argue the people that don't focus on, like, reviews or – social proof or video or all those things that like it's basically an online resume uh, mm-hmm. that that's there because i hate to break it to real estate agents you're getting googled 24 7 about what, what people are doing i do that anytime i go into business with somebody whether it's like an accountant like the first thing i do is just google them i mean right. it's it, it's yep. it, i mean it's literally to a point where everyone kind of makes fun of me for doing it and even though we talk about it all the time so i i could not agree with this more and that's why you got to put in the work because that's not an immediate like gratification, like getting reviews. Like it's great. Mm-hmm. You got another yeah. review. doesn't pay off until it pays off. Right. 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 All right. Number five. Did you have something? Nope. Okay. I didn't mean to cut you <laughs> off. Nope. Number five. Players are separated from pretenders. So what this means is the market made all of us look better than we were over the past few years. And I totally agree with this. And I'll be the first one to say that. And because the market's changing rapidly and the separation between professionals and amateurs is going to become more and more evident or professionals and hacks, if you really want to call it something. And, and Warren Buffett even said, only when the tide goes out do you find out who's been swimming naked. Great quote. <laughs> I love um, that. The tide's going out. So what do you think about this one? 
Well, yes. <laughs> There's a lot of pretenders, and Sarah and I work with them all the time. <laughs> I, I do, too, yeah. by the way. I have to deal with these people as well. So I, it's... So I know that they're going to be exposed very quickly if they aren't already. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's going to be tough. I mean, you have to come with the goods. I mean, yeah. you do. In this business, you got to have the goods. Uh, so there's definitely going to be the separation. You know, the players are going to are, are going to forge on, and and continue to grab the market share, and and the pretenders are just going to fall off. Right, which is honestly good for everybody. Yes, it's <laughs> definitely good for the consumer too. Right, it's right. great it's for the consumer. Great mm-hmm. for the consumer. It's great for even just like agent to agent, knowing that you're you're working with somebody who knows what they're doing. Um, I think really it's it's all pros. Mm-hmm. I see this as a big win for everybody except the fakers that didn't want to put the work in, and that's on you. I mean, right. that, that that's kind of my view of this. And the consumer is going to be the biggest winner here because there have been more and more stories coming out about how people are, well, I wish I wouldn't have taken the advice of that person that just said bid X amount over the asking price and waive the inspections. And, and you know, the consumers have fought a little bit too because they didn't do their research. I mean, I, I would I would argue everyone's got a little responsibility in those things. But there are more and more complaints, and we have had zero of those, which I'm really proud of because it's – that's what you had to do to get houses the past 24 years. You also got to educate people, hey, here's the risks involved with that. I mean, think about some of the clients you had that didn't do it until like the seventh or eighth offer. Right. I have a couple that come to mind for both of you, which we will not name by uh, actual names here. Sure. But the point is, though, I, I think this, this is really, really well thought out. And the, the market deserves better. And I, I love that, you know, when he, when he talks about the separation of hacks and professionals, I, I mean, this – the next six months, I see so much opportunity for movement, and that's why we're going to go over kind of the game plan to do that here next, especially over the next seven weeks. This, to me, is no different than, like, the holiday season where everyone's, like, drinking eggnog and going to holiday parties and wearing the ugly sweaters, and the hustlers are working and doing that stuff because you can do both, and I think that's a, that's a myth that's out there. Yep. So, Jimmy, I mean, spot on here. Is that kind of how we feel? Yep, he nailed it. Totally, yep. All right, Jimmy, we're going to send you this. Congrats. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to go over the summertime shock your business plan, the summertime surge plan that we are implementing here for all the real estate agents that are out there. This is Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB 860 AM. You shouldn't have to deal with all the red tape when getting your mortgage from a big or online bank. At Mortgage America, we have access to big bank money, but with the personalized and detailed service of a local bank. We are here in your community and ready to serve with fast settlements, low down payment options, and first-time homebuyer programs. Pre-approval is free, no costs or commitments. For more information, visit our website at mymortgageamerica.com or give us a call at 610-439-8000. Mortgage America is lender. The Tom Tool Sales Group is the number one REMAX team in Pennsylvania with over $165 million in volume for 2021. I'm Tom Tool, and our team has achieved that kind of success by being a great place to work with and to work for. No one knows Greater Philly better than we do. We know real estate, but more importantly, we're real people. We hire the best agents, and we give them all the tools to succeed. Even our brand new agents sell 17 to 24 homes a year because our team delivers the best experience in real estate. Teams deliver a better experience than individuals, and we're a top 1% real estate team in the country. We call it AAA service. We're your advocate, ally, and advisor. Because this isn't a transaction to us. It's a relationship. If you're buying or selling a home, call the Tom Tool Sales Group at REMAX main line at 610-692-6976 or visit TomTool.com. That's Tom, tool with an E, dot com. Sell your home for more and remember the real estate golden rule. 
You always get more when you work with Tom Tool. Buying a home or already own one? We can help. I am Kevin Hamill from Alliances Insurance Agency. If you haven't reviewed your policies in the last three years, now's the time. New home buyers, there are a number of ways that we can help you get to that settlement table. Call us to find out more at 610-816-0043, extension 3, or visit our website, alliancesinsurance.com. Don't forget the S, it's for savings. Have you considered a career in real estate? Do you want control over your income? Whether you have a license or not, call us today at 610-692-6976 or visit tomtool.com. Join our team, the Tom Tool Sales Group at Remax Mainline. All right, all right, all right. We are back on Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB 860 AM. So we've covered a lot. And again, she's Stacey Mitchell. She's Sarah Timon. Gabe's behind the camera. We all work with the Tom Tool Sales Group at Remax Mainline, the number one Remax team in Pennsylvania since 2018. And we're streaming live. Thank you for the excitement there, Sarah. <laughs> 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 We're streaming live every week on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. Just look up Tom Tool Sales Group. So we've covered a lot here about what's going on in the market. And I think we went from the consumer side. And everyone's been talking about buyers recently. I'm glad we focused on sellers because that's really where you should be focusing your business. And those are the people that are going to kind of open up the market to let more buyers be able to transact. We talked about the myths or the not myths, I should say, but the uh, the truths that every agent should know about shifting markets and now we're going to wrap it up with the plan. And the plan is, what do you do? And what I know is that this is a time of year where, you know, we're in, we're in the summer. And, and the area we live in in the summer specifically, and I think this varies by market, a lot of people are just are MIA in the, right. in the summer here. They're going down the shore. They're taking four-day weekends. They come work two days. And there's nothing wrong with that. I don't, I, and in fact, we're going to talk about why there's nothing wrong with that in a second. However... You're not taking off seven days a week for 12 weeks a year. I mean, it just doesn't have. If you do that, like you're independently wealthy. So we're talking right. about the people that want to go out and shock their business, have a really robust pipeline, because when Labor Day hits, it's almost like clockwork. There's a seasonal. There's a little bit of a slowdown because people are away. And then you have this like 90 day run to get homes under contract. And there, there's real opportunity there. So. We put together the summertime shock your business plan, the summertime surge seven week blitz. That's how many weeks are left in the year. So I'm going to walk you through the, the, the it's not a complicated plan here, right? Um, it's, and it's really one, two, three, four, there's six components to it all on one page. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to throw them out there. Tell me what you think. And then we can go over how people can use this plan to stay accountable over the next seven weeks so they can enjoy summer and also have a business that's going to be repeatable and scalable for the rest of the year. Number one, probably the most important thing. How many days are you planning to take off? And how many days are you planning on working? What value do you see in this? It it gives you it sets you up um, with the expectation of today's a work day, you know, mm-hmm. versus you know as you're especially if you're like scrolling through Instagram and everybody's on <laughs> vacations and like people are just like you know taking half days or, or doing whatever, knowing like today's a work day and I'm gonna work today. <laughs> I think <laughs> you know it is helps. is important yeah. and it helps. Yeah, especially like you know we are self employed. Um, so if you don't, if you don't have the focus, like, Hey, this is today, I, I got to buckle down. I'm going to do this X, Y, Z, and we'll go through the plan. Um, and I'm, you know, you have these set goals per day that you're going to do. 
um, it's easy for some folks to get sidetracked and be like, like Sarah said, you know, you're scrolling, you're like somebody's floating around in their pool drinking yeah. like a margarita and you're like, ah, I want to be doing that. Yeah. Or, you know, the day is just gorgeous outside and it's calling your name. Mm-hmm. But um, I think you really have to schedule those days off. I'm a real firm believer in using the calendar. Um, I, I was always a you know, uh, a book kind of calendar girl, you know, <laughs> I know, don't laugh at me, but I got so used to using my Google calendar now yeah. that um, everything's plugged in there no matter what, Yeah, because it will be forgotten. And if it's on there, it's going to happen. So um, just putting everything on the calendar. And if I plan t- my personal time off, I'm going to take that time off too. Mm-hmm. Couldn't agree with you more. Days off should be honored. Any agent that says, I work seven days a week, you're not working the full seven days a week. I did that for a couple years. It sucks. I'll be the first one to tell you. You got to plan when you're on and when you're off. Because when you're on, you're going to be more efficient and more effective than when you're off. Because when you're off, you can actually unplug. And mm-hmm. that, that, that to me is very important. So when are you planning on being off? When are you planning on being on? That's step number one. Here's where this gets exciting to me because I'm a geek. Um, Personal minimum standards around lead generation and follow-up on a daily, weekly basis. And they've got to be specific and they've got to be measurable, meaning tie them to math and either you hit them or you don't. What do you think about this? Yeah, I mean, I think that's something that regardless of the season has always been kind of a staple um, on the team, um, specific and measurable, you know, like set set what it is and you either, exactly like you said, you either hit it or you don't. Um, and there's... There isn't really, like, room for gray area there. Right. So, you know, we can do – we can track pretty clearly in our CRM, you know, how many conversations, text through the CRM. It keeps track of emails. So we know every day, you know, what our conversations look like, uh, who we spoke to, you know, who who reached out, who was looking at what. Um, So I think that if you know this information – and you know you'll know where you need to focus more mm-hmm. on, and you'll you'll be able to adjust uh, your goals. But you do have to have you have to know where you every day where you're landing in your conversations. Like how many people am I speaking to? Is it is it about real estate or is it about other things? Is it about inspections? Right. <laughs> you know what what am I who am I talking to and what are we having a conversation about? Sure. What I also say is that in in this where you're let's say you're taking an extra day or two off here. It gives you a target to hit so you don't feel guilty when you're taking off, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you don't, Mm -hmm. if your personal minimum, so I'll give you mine. When uh, I was in production was two appointments a day I was looking to set. Didn't care how, if I had to talk to 100 people, I had to talk to two people, two appointments a day. It was never two people, (laughs) by the way. Um, And you don't feel guilty because then you're like, oh, well, I work today. Because there's a a difference between being busy Mm -hmm. and being productive. And that's what a lot of agents get mixed up. They're like, oh, I'm so busy. Mm-hmm. but they're not very productive because they're spending their time firefighting. So this gives you a clear target to hit every day mm-hmm. that kind of lets you know, like, what's your minimum standard? What are you willing to accept at a minimum? I, I love this because you could get it all done by 12 o'clock, and then you got all afternoon to work on some stuff that you know was going to be like a long-term play for your business or the things you're struggling with maybe, or it's something you're new you're trying to implement. So that, to me, is pretty critical. Um Short on time here. So then what we did was we broke it down into three components. And what are your lead generation and follow-up activities around the following three lead pillars? Inbound leads, mainly internet leads, because three-quarters of people go to Zillow and go online to search for homes. Listing generation and working your sphere. 
What do you think about that 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 component of the plan here? So as far as your activities for each of these, I think it needs to be spelled out what you're going to do and what day you're going to do it. Of how course. Much time. Yeah. So uh, for your inbound lead gen, or how are you going to follow up? You're going to make your calls. Um, you're going to do your to-dos. Uh, listing generation, are you going to circle dial? Are you going to door knock? What's going to be your goal per week mm-hmm. and how much time to devote on, on that activity? And your sphere. Um how many conversations a day? Are you going to meet for coffee? You know, you you have to put this block down also. So how many of your sphere leads are you going to meet with or talk to or send a card to? How are you going to touch them um, on a daily basis? So I think, yeah, I love all three of these. But I think you it has to be measurable throughout the week, what 100%. day and, mm-hmm. and who you're going to hit. And I think for some of them, it's like once you set this plan up and you have you have – you know what it is that you need to do, then you just, you go and do it. You know, it's, you're setting yourself up and you know if there's a certain way that you follow up with inbound leads. This is the plan and then you can kind of check it off as as you go and then you set your next to do so you know what the next activity is that you need to make in order to move this forward or to to keep your touches. Um, and it's, it allows you to, to just move forward in a pretty quick, easy manner. What, what I like about this is that you're not putting all your eggs in one basket because there's a lot of agents right. out there that say, I only work by referral. I don't even know what that means. I mean, it, it, you know, it's because there's so many ways you can get referred to people or I only do this or I only do that. And in a shifting market, I mean, the most stable table is the one with three legs, not the one with one leg. Right. And Stacy, you brought up a really great point that it's got to be, OK, here's my plan for each. And Sarah, what I, what I like that you said is that, like, hey, I'm just going to do it now. So, like, for example, some people may say I'm only talking to five people I know a day. Um, you know, I'm going to make 100 listing calls a day. It's something you can hit no matter what. So the whole point of this is your work, you have three different, like, kind of irons in the fire that can get a lot hotter. Last part, what are your goals and target for the next seven weeks? And we put some examples in here. I like to look at appointments you're setting, appointments that are happening, any listings you take, and any pending sales. What do you think about that part? I love that. I love setting goals because I'm goal-oriented. Yes, you are. And- <laughs> So for me, um, if I set a goal, I, I just I'll, I'll do everything to get there. You yeah. know, I'll scratch and claw to get to my goal. Um, so I think but not everybody works that way. You have to find what works for you. Um, but I think setting goals are so important because you have to have something to look forward to. You have to have mm-hmm. something to strive for. I think it's pretty easy in a business like this if you if you don't have certain you know, goals that you need to hit or appointments that you need to set. And if you don't set those things for yourself, it's really easy to just kind of be floating out there and really kind of miss some opportunities to move your business forward because you don't know what it is that you're trying to do to get there. Well, I think that that sums it up well, is that you don't know what you're aiming at if you're just working by default instead of by design. And if you don't have a number you're trying to hit, you don't know if you hit it or not. So this is the summertime shock your business plan. If you want a copy of it, get in touch with us. This is what agents should be doing right now because it is really easy to wake up and it's Labor Day and it's football season and you got nothing done. So on that note, we're getting played out here like the Oscars. If you want to follow Stacy, she's at the number two Mitch Co on Instagram. Sarah is at Ty underscore Ty Time. That's T-Y underscore T-Y-T-I-M-E on Instagram. You can follow me at Tom Tool third at Tom Tool 3RD. We stream live every week on Facebook, YouTube, YouTube, Instagram. Just look up Tom Tool Sales Group. 
And that's a wrap for this week's episode of Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB 860 AM.